we always focus on the audience perspective, right? If you're a business or you're a small to medium-sized business, a startup, even a large organization, who is it you are trying to reach with your product or service? And I think that the interesting thing about this is that the digital uh, sort of revolution now has allowed people to get a little bit lazy. <laughs> and what I mean by that is if you think back to the history of what marketing was, right, going back to like the 1960s and 70s, it was very interruption based, right? Organizations would buy a spot on TV or they would buy a spot on the radio or maybe they would take out newspaper ads and they would try to disrupt or interrupt what consumers were doing so that they would take notice of that product or service offering, right? And then what what happened is in the 90s with uh, the digital revolution and the internet taking everything by storm, it kind of changed that perspective because it allowed people to block out interruptions. And so then it became much more information, much more consumer driven, right? And so the purpose of it sort of became, well, if you are a business that's offering something, you've got to show people why you're the best at it. And so you need to be putting stuff out there that's helpful and beneficial to them. I really think that a lot of these laws that we're seeing, a lot of the privacy settings that we're seeing in apps, like, you know, Apple just announced a couple of weeks ago for iOS 14, is just sort of the next evolution in that, right? It, it puts the power in the hands of the consumers. So the advice that we always give businesses is to figure out where your audience lives, works, and plays, and then make your marketing so useful that they want to receive it, that they opt in to receive it. That's interesting. And do they ask sometimes, like, uh, saying, uh, can we do it because of the privacy laws? Can we do it because of CCPA? Can we do it because of GDPR? Do they actually ask that question? Is that on... Uh, their minds at all times or sometimes? I think we're getting to a point now where it, people are becoming more educated on this, whether you live in an area that is sort of has to fall under the GDPR or not. You're seeing websites that at the bottom sort of have the uh, the, the dialogue that lets you know uh, about collecting co cookies and so forth. So I think maybe a year or two ago, it was so new, people might not be sure, but like anything, there's a frequency to visiting websites and, and seeing the little disclaimer at, at the bottom that I believe now most users on the internet are used to seeing it. And, and, and this is for you know your two guests here who do not live in an area that's sort of governed and falls under the GDPR, and we're still used to seeing that um, on a variety of websites. So when asking for it, I think, yes, you do, and you have to let people know what you're using it for. Sign up for our newsletter. You might receive promotional offers, things like that, I think, letting them know, but this is becoming more ubiquitous and I don't think it's much as much of a deterrent as maybe it was at the beginning. So people are getting used to it. People are getting more accustomed to that when we are running a campaign, we need to be aware, we need to be sensitive of the fact that there is a privacy law and it may create some requirements like having a checkbox, having a notice, having a link to privacy statement. So those things in the companies you are working with, it's more, more a reality now. 
I think absolutely that's the case. And the nice thing about that is that a lot of the tools that marketers use are now building those feature sets into it, which makes it easier for businesses that maybe don't have a, the context of how to be fully GDPR compliant, it becomes an option for them. So if you're using marketing automation software now to build a landing page and to build a form, there's just simple checkboxes for, yes, I want to ensure compliance, and that will put the appropriate checkboxes on the form. And I think kind of to Ryan's point, you know, even if you were late to comply with GDPR or some of these other laws, this is becoming the reality, right? This is the trend that we're moving towards. And even if it's not specifically a law, you know, Google announced next starting next year, third party cookies are going away. So yeah. you're going to see less tracking features available. Uh, Apple is enacting in iOS 14, these privacy settings where individuals can choose which apps they want to allow to track them and when. Google recently announced they're probably going to be doing the same thing with Android pretty soon here. So this is just the reality of the world that we we live in now. And the businesses that get that and comply early come up with a better long-term strategy to be successful. And then we, yeah, well, go just, ahead, Ryan. Just to add on to what he's saying, Tina, from a marketing perspective, especially with the third um, party cookies, Google made the big announcement, but Google in a way is late to the game. Uh, Safari has already blocked this. Um, uh, Mozilla has had this for two years now already so now google is the most used when we're talking about the browsers so so that is what made it big news and it's google itself but as marketers when we're going through this sort of transition and in the marketing community a lot of people are a little nervous about these big changes coming because it does affect the data that is being collected and you know when you get in deep dive as a strategist and you get into the analytics this is important information but if we have to stop and, and remember that for some of these browsers, we've already not had that ability to collect that data with Safari and Mozilla. So, it, and for those who haven't noticed it, maybe it's not a bad thing. You know, marketing can survive, you know, without this. And, and to be a good marketer, you have to be able to be agile and adapt to the environment. And this is just another change that we're going to have to adapt to. But I think a lot of marketers, already have been doing that without even knowing it. Yeah, I think market will adapt, that's for sure. But what is this nervousness or unease about in your view? Because you know, sometimes we hear like Facebook made a statement saying it would kill the small business or it's not good for small business. And that coming from Facebook all, uh, all of a sudden caring about small business is already strange. But what do you hear? Because on one hand, we hear that these are tech companies they have the means, they have the big pockets, and they can do it, they can bully it, bully the small companies. That's how some people put it. Then there are privacy proponents who say it was long overdue, now the laws are there and it's good, they're falling in line. And then of course we have the middle view saying it's an evolution, there were no law, so people, companies were doing what they wanted to do. And then now with the laws, things are falling in place and the right balance or optimum balance would be found in coming years. So how do you see and how do your customers see that? You know, I think what we've seen here is that this digital revolution, Google, the social media giants like Facebook, one thing that they've been enormously successful at is lowering the bar, right? It used to be that big companies that made a lot of money over time could afford the best ad spots and get placement in front of their audience easier than anybody else could. But now with the bar being lowered and everybody having access to be able to 
you know, build audiences uh, in Facebook or to create keyword rich ads on Google search. Now you can target geographical areas that are relevant to you. You can target very, very specific things that fit your business niche and get in front of your audience that way. So what it allowed is these small to medium sized businesses and these startups to get a footing in the business world and help grow. And I think where Ryan and I are sort of seeing some of that trepidation is they're worried they're going to lose that now. They're worried that when these features are enacted, that suddenly they're not going to be able to reach their audience anymore. And the truth is that will still be there, but it's going to evolve. It's going to be a little bit different. And one of the things that we always talk about on our podcast is the importance of building your own curated lists of subscribers basically of people that are interested in your your product because if you're if you're reliant on let's say Facebook for example and you do all your marketing through Facebook and all of a sudden one of your ads gets flagged right they shut down your account and and we've seen this happen numerous times where your 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 ads will be shut off right and then they'll say all right you you are in violation of our of our agreement and so you send an email and say okay what was the violation, right? What did I do wrong? And then five days later, somebody in, in their tech department will get back to you and say, oh, no, that was a mistake. And they turn it back on, right? But five days in the business world is an eternity. And you just had your ads turned off for that length of time, right? And so that's why we always preach, if you look at you know places like you know, Facebook, a lot of the social networks as more of timeshares, like you don't really own the space. So it's okay to leverage them to reach your customers, but it's more important to be directly communicating with your customers, building up your email subscriber list, letting them opt in to what you are offering so that you have a direct line of communication with them. That's where we sort of see things shifting. And I'll just say everything that Chris said. No, it, 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 and That's it's true. And just no, it, 100%. And just to add on to it, you have you can't rely on everything that Google and Facebook does. And that's what a lot of marketers, especially new ones, you get into that habits. And really, you need to almost start to market again, go back 10 years, go back 15 years. And actually, we've made a full circle because there's a saying in the marketing world, uh, the money is in the list, going to what Chris said is. Yeah. And that list is that email address list because you own that to a certain degree. And you can use that through email marketing, but also you still have the ability to upload that email list into, let's say, a Facebook, into a yeah. Google and target those people. At least for, for now you can until they make another change, but you can't, but you still own that email list. So there's nothing wrong with email marketing. It is still highly effective like anything, if done right, and if not abused. The other thing it's gonna go back to from a marketing world, not relying on third-party cookies and not relying on this data um, that is controlled by Facebook and Google, it goes back to search engine optimization. SEO is very alive, and you can still bring high-quality traffic to your website, and you can get high-quality conversions through SEO. Now, it's a little bit harder, and it's a much busier landscape than it was but you can still do it with um consistency in your content so so there are ways around it there's a, that that still will work um and it's kind of funny that you almost have to go revert a little bit back to about 10 years ago and how marketing was done because it never actually went away just new shiny objects came up on the radar screen but it still works so i just kind of want to add that on to ways that you can still get your message and market out there um 
around sort of the, the, the cookie issue that we're talking about. Thanks for listening. And now we ask you for some help. Take a moment to subscribe and review this podcast. Your support matters. And if you have done it already, thank you so much. Now, if you have questions or suggestions, drop an email at hello at fitforprivacy.com. And finally, if you know someone who will benefit from this, share this podcast with them and help us grow. Thank you so much. Stay safe and see you next time.